New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. Hello, I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Today, I'm hosting Joseph Selby, teacher of yoga and meditation and author of The Physics of God and Break Through the Limits of the Brain, Neuroscience, Inspiration, and Practices to Transform Your Life. I'm speaking with Joseph at his home by remote connection. Joseph, welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. You have researched how we can rewire our brains to experience superconscious intelligence, or what some might call universal mind. And the research that you've done really shows how the brain actually works as a filter system, and it keeps us focused on the physical as reported by our senses. So tell us about this filtering function of the brain and how can we then move towards rewiring it or opening it up to this universal mind? Interestingly, a lot of very young children have profound experiences of realities beyond the physical and that it's common. There are thousands of children whose parents and the children themselves report having seen angels, talked to angels, been guided by angels, uh, been essentially guided by uh, beings who are beyond the physical at this moment. And yet by the time they're one or two or three years old, they, they lose that. They either get some kind of disapproval that they're accused of pretending and making things up like the imaginary friend that people talk about. But whatever the forces are that move them away from this, by the time kids are three, four, five, six, they generally have lost that natural awareness of subtle reality and have instead, through all the learning experiences from learning to walk, learning to crawl, learning to talk, have wired their brains to support exclusively interactions with the physical world. And it's that that is the filter. It's not that we don't all innately have the ability to uh, experience reality beyond the physical world. It's just that we don't. (laughs) We just simply uh, are focused on our bodies and what the senses are telling us and then the thoughts and feelings and memories that are stirred up by that awareness. This just reminds me of multiple personalities and how this has been researched and it defies science. Can you describe what happens sometimes when someone has a multiple personality and what manifests through that? I find this fascinating, as it sounds like you do also. Uh, I think it's pretty well known that 
there are people who suffer. It's really a condition that nobody really wants. So they suffer from having multiple personalities and they come and go at different times and they are strongly different in each one of those personalities. But what fewer people know is that when those personalities come or go, so too physiological conditions come and go. For example, some personalities have scars that others don't. Some have moles or aspects to their skin the other doesn't. Some of them have different eyesight. There was a case recorded of a multiple personality sufferer going through 10 different personalities in fairly short period of time, like about an hour. And during each of those personalities time at center stage, a uh, optician measured all of the eye qualities that you normally measure, like, you know, visual acuity, curvature of the eyeball, and all 10 had different physiological measurements, including in one case, different eye color. So this confounds the model that most of us understand about the physical world around us, that it's fixed and enduring and nothing like a mind can change it. But in fact, what those cases of multiple personalities show us is that the mind powerfully changes the reality around us. And you're talking about mind, not brain. It's a great distinction and most people don't make it. And I don't always remember to make it. But our mind is the subtle, non-local realm in which we consider our thoughts, experience our emotions, recall our memories. And it also produces what is known as the mind's eye view. So the mind's eye view knits together all of the sensory input that we're receiving at any one time. And we have a seamless, spherical mind's eye view of the world around us, right? But we didn't actually see everything. And we're not seeing, feeling, smelling everything at any one time. And yet the mind has created it. So the mind is inherently intelligent. Where the brain is more like a switchboard, stimuli come in from the senses, they may stimulate thoughts, uh, they may stimulate other neural circuits that make us move or walk or talk. But the brain is really much more mechanical. It's a bioelectric mechanical switchboard that allows us to interface with the non-local mind. The brain, we understand, has certain circuits that are automatic, and then certain circuits that we create through our emotional body, you know, because we have had some accident or something has happened to us. And so we have had some negative experience. And so we create these negative neural circuitries that put us on automatic pilot that we we're reacting to things really quickly. So I know that your work, Joseph, is really about being aware of those circuits and then rewiring them 
to put us in touch with that infinite mind or that field of intelligence that's available to us that we're not even aware of most of the time. I like to make one important distinction is it's not so much we rewire our brain and then we have the experience. It's that we have to deliberately have the experiences that we want and have them often enough that the brain then rewires to trigger that experience rather than negative experiences we had before. So you can't get rid of negative neural circuits. They have a life. They are a physical reality. They are nerves that have formed into a particular collection of circuits that will you know, stimulate a particular thought, a particular emotion, a particular physiological response, all that. So it's a real thing that doesn't just go away because we no longer want it. And in fact, that's the why unwanted behaviors don't go away because we've built them, we've wired them. So what we need to do instead is figure out various ways. Meditation is the key one that I always offer to have the positive experiences that we want and to have them repeatedly so that we do the same thing we did haphazardly to create negative circuits. Instead, we're doing it intentionally to create positive circuits. And the more energy we give them, and it doesn't take that long, weeks to months, if we repeat the kind of things we want to experience, then we'll trigger. That's what the brain will trigger in the non-local mind. It will trigger the higher experience, the more positive emotion. Please tell us a little bit about how we can use meditation in that way. Meditation puts us in touch with our higher non-local self, our enduring eternal soul, if you will, that exists in part in non-locality. And whenever we get more in touch with it, we feel better. And whenever we're in less touch with it and completely focused on the physical body and the kind of things that we're trying to accomplish within this physical world, we're out of touch with that innate peace, happiness, and joy that is our non-local astral body. So meditation is a methodical way of learning to sit still so we're not bombarded by physical sensations and to focus the mind so that we're not constantly thinking about the things that are related to this physical world. And neither of these are easy. No one's going to sit down tomorrow and do them for the first time. But they are possible. And you get closer and closer to the kind of easy stillness that is a wonderful part of a mature practice of meditation and that easy focus of mind. And as soon as you do both of those, you just feel yourself expand. It's like that brain filter lets go and you feel much greater reality is yourself. And it's peaceful, it's loving, it's calm, it's joyful. Oh, we all want more of that in our lives for sure. 
Oh, Joseph, I want to thank you so much for being part of the New Dimensions Cafe today. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. I've been speaking with Joseph Selby, teacher of yoga and meditation and author of Breakthrough the Limits of the Brain, Neuroscience, Inspiration, and Practices to Transform Your Life. To find out more about his work, you can go to his website, josephselby.com, and he spells his last name, S-E-L-B as in boy, S-E-L-B-I-E josephselby.com, or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org, where you'll find over 1,700 programs in its website archive. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. I want to thank you for joining us at the New Dimensions Cafe. I invite you, please do join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a thousand hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.